You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Looks like we made it. Left each other on the way. We made it through the rain. I kept my world protected because I'm ready to take a chance again. Remember, you get what you get when you go for... What the hell am I doing? I've been reciting lyrics from Barry Manilow songs. Why? I have no idea. I think that's the plan for today. It's Christmas Eve, and today's the show probably no one cares about. No one wants to hear. But if you've been listening these past 17 weeks, you know I certainly love to talk. So why take off? Sure, everyone's off. Everyone's with their families. But let's look at how the podcasts work. I have no idea when people have time to listen to anything, but that's because I live in the big city. I don't take the subway to work. I don't have a commute. I'm only assuming that's how people listen. So tonight there's no guests, nothing to do, nowhere to go. I suggest turning on the Yule log, sitting back, relaxing, and listening to a person that one would think loves the sound of his own voice but actually does not, yet still can't stop talking. We're going to the mattresses tonight because we're talking football, Yule log, and Godfather, in that order. So let's begin, because somewhere down the road, I write the songs with Mandy at the Copacabana. What? We better just start. Welcome to the strange week 17 version of The Spread with Dave Juskow. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, it is the uh, week 17 version, the final version of the... uh, the football season of the regular season, we made it 17 weeks, nonstop, because that's the way it is, and I'm very anal, and I have to do all 17 weeks, even though next week I'll be off, because <laughs> nobody wants to work on New Year's Eve. I mean, I'm not doing anything, but uh, it's rude to ask people to do it. But I'm by myself today. I mean, technically, Joe, and is it it's Mosey? Mosey. <laughs> that's an awesome name. <laughs> I mean, they're here with me for a little bit, but they're going to leave. That's okay. I like being alone. I feel like, I was just telling those guys, it's kind of like private parts where Howard, they finally put Howard Stern to like three in the morning where he's just by himself. They get rid of Robin and Jackie and Fred. And he's just like trying to keep his job. So he's home at three o'clock in the morning. This is the way I always pictured uh, doing it anyway, because when I first came up with the idea for the podcast, I made a cover for like, you know, the you know, like the cover art for the podcast. And it was this album that I remember as a kid called The Nightfly by Donald Fagan, who used to be in Steely Dan. Well, I guess he's still in Steely Dan. but um, And it's just like a lone DJ sitting, smoking a cigarette, talking at like 2.30 in the morning on the radio. I've always wanted to be that guy, even though that is sad. I think I used to do it in college. It's way sad doing those uh, late night ones. I always listen to the sports guys on the fan doing the late night, and I like it, but they take calls, so at least it keeps your attention when you're by yourself and you don't take calls. Well, it's a, there's really not a lot to do. Okay, I'll see you guys later. This is, this is happening. <laughs> All right, I know you will. Bye, guys. Yeah, you know, listen, I got a lot to talk about today, even though it seems like I don't. But uh, I'd like to start with, uh, you know, I was talking about the Yule Log. And it's um, coming back to Channel 11, you know, where where, if you grew up in New York, that's where it was. I don't know how it was all the rest of the country, but it was on a show called WPAX. You know, they had nothing else to do. Everybody wanted to go home. I was reading about the origins of the Yule Log. It's like everybody 
in like 1966, they're like, well, we don't want people to be working on Christmas, so we'll just show a fireplace, you know, for three hours and everybody can take a break or whatever. And they filmed it at the mayor's house here in the city. And um, the best part is, I think they used that for a long time. And then, you know, the film got old because it just, it's a big loop. I think it was like an eight second loop and they just looped it and looped it and looped it. So back in the day, you know, it got, you know, worn out. Nothing was digital. And you just had to play a tape again and we'd get worn out. So they needed to film it again. But the mayor said no, because they, the crew ruined an antique rug or something like that. So um, the mayor at the time was mad. Probably that idiot Mayor Beam. Well, how old am I? Nobody remembers that. Probably that idiot Mayor de Blasio. That's what I'm going to say 20 years from now. I called that from the very beginning. Thank you. Yeah, so I just have, after four, yeah, right, right. So, um, so they found an identical fireplace in California. I don't know why they had to go all the way to California. to, to And then they made it a seven-minute loop. Because you would sit there as a kid and just wait for it to change. You could see where it would kind of rewind and then it would go. But then they canceled the Yule Log in 1990 because, you know, it just wasn't relevant anymore, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. They say the citing the cost of airing it without commercial interruption. But then they revived it in 2001 and they found, this is, this is classic. I just read this today. The original film was found at the station's archives mistakenly filed in a honeymooner's canister. <laughs> that's like so funny because <laughs> that's all channel 11 would play with honeymooner stuff you'd figure somebody might find that eventually a fourth hour was added in 2009 and now it's uh you can pretty much just get it on demand but sometimes you want to just go the whole the whole old school channel 11 three hour way and uh anyway, it's got the crackling crackling is the key I used to direct the Yule Log. That's what, I, uh, that's what I did back in the 2000s. When they rebought it back, I was the director of the Yule Log. And I would just sit there and I'd be like, okay, crackle. That's my story. I hope you like it. So what are we doing today? Let's, um, I got a lot of stuff planned and yet nothing planned. So, um, you know, it, I've had some really great, great guests on. I didn't want to bother anybody on Christmas Eve. David Tell yesterday, last week, was amazing. He was so funny. And um, Jim Farber was really great. And Rachel, we had a good, we had a good season. We're going to keep it up. I'm not going to be on next week. But after that, you know, we'll talk about the playoffs and we'll talk about the uh, spring season, I guess, and everything. Now, I just, now let's talk about football for a second. I want to talk about college because this is like um, fun for me. I haven't been talking. Last week, I never got to the teases that I've been doing all season uh, with people's names. Now, last week, I spell, I couldn't, I wanted to spell out a tell. And you know what I'm talking about, my 10 team, my, you know, uh, whatever team, uh, how many, but I get 10 points either way. I wanted to spell out a tell, but I couldn't because it was too complicated. Because I'm just, I was just using the bowl games, the college bowl games. And there was all, up until only last week. So there wasn't that many to choose from. And with two T's and two L's, I was going crazy. So I just spelled out Ducks for the Oregon Ducks. I don't know why. Because I like them and I want them to win. I have no idea why. I think I have the, there's a guy that got me out of uh, some jail time. And he married a girl from Oregon. I, I, I think it's as simple as that. And they like Oregon. So, And apparently I pronounce it wrong every day. 
Could be Oregon or Oregon. I don't know, but I get in trouble every time. But I lost the um, the T's. I had the, for the D, I had because it, I mean, I was stretching. The Northern Illinois Huskies, because they play, they take place in DeKalb, I guess in Northern Illinois, DeKalb, Illinois. I had them plus 20 points against Marshall. Marshall beat the crap out of them. In the Boca Raton Bowl. The Boca Raton Bowl. I think that was the one. No, that wasn't the one. In, there was one in Crescent where they had. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the Miami Beach Bowl. Classic. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Because later I want to go over all the um, the bowls. and Because I think they're just so stupid. Like, I bet. I Sometimes I bet on them because the names were funny. Like the Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl. What's that? What is that doing? So that was the Utah Utes. I completely got that right. They beat the crap out of Colorado State in the other way. Then for the C, I bet the BYU Cougars over Memphis. Now that was from Miami Beach. Live from Miami Beach, it's the Jackie Gleason Show with the stars. I have no idea why I was uh, why I thought of that music. I mean, seriously, how old do you have to be to even remember? I mean, I, people my age wouldn't even remember that. I don't know why. I was just fascinated that there was this guy who was in a show way before I was born who then was so, you know, so popular and so, um, you know, important that he was able to move his show to Miami Beach where he just felt like filming. And he would just, he loved Miami Beach because I guess back then that was the party central. I guess if you're talking about the 60s and 70s, if you think about Goldfinger, you know, James Bond movies always film where everything's the hottest places in the world. And Goldfinger was filmed in Miami Beach because in the 60s, Miami Beach was the shit. So let's, um, <laughs> I like hearing that song. I'm sorry. For some reason, because of the wah wah wahs, it, it seems like it should be a Tells theme. Wah 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 <laughs> So slow. Anyway, then I bet uh, for the K and Ducks, I bet the um, because they're from Kalamazoo, Western Michigan Broncos, and. Um, I had them plus 12. I got that wrong because Air Force beat the crap out of them. I mean, I didn't know, but but I, I bet it because it was the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. What's the matter with these people? The famous Idaho Potato Bowl? And then I got the San Diego State for the S, the Aztecs over Navy. I got it correct. Even though they lost, I had them plus seven. So I got that, but didn't do well. Didn't get my, I haven't been talking about this because when I have guests, sometimes I continue. I, I don't want to make it boring, even though I love talking about it. So I was kind of hoping actually to just have a show where I have no guests so I can just talk about what the plan was for the show all along. This is just, you know, football gambling and television. Although today, because I really just have no plans, I think I'm going to um, do some scenes from The Godfather and be lucky it's not Hannah and her sisters because that is next Christmas. So I always do a three-team parlay every week. You can always check my stuff on uh, davejustgow.blogspot.com. So I did a three-team parlay last week, and I got, ugh, I'm always two out of three. Got the Lions and the Cowboys right with the spreads. 
Got the Broncos wrong. Broncos. Oh, I thought that was a sure thing. $50 to win $300. Lost that. But we got our pendulum pick right again. She's back on track, I guess. We picked the Jaguars, and I bet 330, uh, 300 to, 330 to win $300. So we had a winning week. That pendulum pick is a mess. I mean, two weeks ago, um, the pick was the Pats. I bet the Dolphins, but the pick was the Pats, and she got it right. So she's been right for the past two weeks, I think. So it's kind of back. And I'll tell you in a second what her pick was for this week, although I did rush her. But who cares? I mean, we had to finish off the week. I got to add it up. I don't think I added it up, but I really think if I do it in my head, I'm pretty sure it was like 10 and 3. Still pretty good. And if you're putting 500 bucks on it every time, you made some decent money. You know, you always want to come for the show for that. And, um, you know, every week, and I never had time to talk about it. It's so funny. I can get to do all these things I've been, I've been waiting to do for so long. Um, I had been uh, predicting the next week's scores because of uh, this. This is from uh, the movie Casino. God, I love that. And uh, Aces High, that's Sam Rothstein. That's Robert De Niro doing Sam Rothstein. And so I was, was going to play that before I picked the spreads for next week to try and predict them. Even though, I mean, that's very difficult when you haven't know what's happened the week before. But, you know, it's like I wouldn't be able to predict it because nobody would know if I just, you know, because they do have the spreads that come up immediately after the games have been played. But I gave it a try. You know, I've been doing it. You can check all my stuff and see what I got right or wrong on the um, <clears throat> DaveJuskow.blogspot.com. But I got two of them wrong last week. I, I predicted that the uh, Bills, the Patriots, that the Patriots would be eight and a half. They were five. The Lions, the Packers, I predicted Packers minus five, uh, by five and a half, or by seven and a half. But I did get the Panthers-Falcons one right, and the Falcons are favored by three and a half. I got that one right. How about that? Two weeks in advance. Anyway, this is the fun of this week. I picked two uh, teases. I was going to spell out my own name, you know, for the last show, because this is the last week I can do football, even though with Jim Farber did basketball which I don't think he really cared about very much. That's all right. So um, I made two teases. I didn't spill out anybody's name. I just decided to have some fun with it, with the bowl names, because that, um, I don't know, just they're so stupid, and I have information about them. And, you know, if you like this show, I, I think you'll like this. But first I picked a, a four-team tease, like 300, that I'm – really thinking it's going to work. <laughs> Put 300 bucks on it to win 375. You get the 10 points. Remember, so I have uh, the San Francisco Bowl. You know who's playing in that, right? Isn't that so stupid? You can say, well, the San Francisco Bowl. I always watch the San Francisco Bowl. So I get Stanford over Maryland. Maryland stinks. So I have Stanford minus four. And they're playing, obviously, at home. So, you know, on paper, they all sound good. So I really like it. 
I got, and of course, I picked the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. I love the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. I picked it twice actually because the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl is hilarious. That name is uh, hilarious. Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. It's stupid. I'm going to talk about it more later. But I picked TCU because they're awesome. I have them plus seven against Mississippi. Plus seven. They should win completely outright. And now I have them plus points, you know, if it gets close. They're definitely going to win. That's a lock. Plus the seven. But you see, there must be a minus three, and then I get the 10 points. So then I have the Rose Bowl because I had to take the two major bowls, right? But listen to this. So I have the Rose Bowl on January 1st. You know, these are the four playoff teams, and this is exciting. The Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, those are the playoffs. The Rose Bowl, we have Oregon, my team. This was tough to bet. That's why I know I'm betting with my head. Because last week in the NFL, I messed up. I bet with my heart. And I messed up and I lost the football pool. Um, and uh, our friend who won the who was in the roller derby, uh, Kim Prenham, she uh, won the week. which is uh, And she was trying to guess wrong. She was trying to get the booby prize at the bottom. So she picked everything she thought would lose. And she completely won. Got 13 games. Only got three wrong. Classic. So this week, I, uh, yeah, I got Florida State. Are you ready for this? Over Oregon, plus 19. Florida State. Now, I want Oregon to win. I think they're going to win. But, I mean, Florida State's undefeated. Jameis Winston, they say all the time, he's never lost a college game. Never lost. His last game he lost was in high school. I have them plus 19 points. Is Oregon really going to blow them out? So I like that bet. Then for the Sugar Bowl, okay, Alabama and Ohio State. I have Ohio State plus 19 and a half. So I like that tease. I think it's a really good one. Am I crazy? I have two, like, great teams that only lost, well, the one that hasn't lost a game all season and one that lost one game. And I have them plus about 20 points, almost three touchdowns. Come on. I'm going to win that one. I suggest you bet on it too immediately. Now, the next one I did, just the funny bowl names, you know, for just just for hilarious reasons. Um, I'm going to open up with this. The Heart of Dallas Bowl. Now, I'm just picking the teams. I don't care who they are. The Heart of Dallas Bowl. It's called Zaxby's The Heart of Dallas Bowl. What the hell is Zaxby's? I looked it up today. Zaxby's, it's a chicken place. Tis the season for delicious chicken at Zaxby's. Let's see if I can get some music going for that. Maybe I can get, uh, what's a good one? <laughs> when I do the, uh... yeah, how about this one? Let's see, maybe it's too loud. Tis the season for Zaxby's. Tis the season for delicious chicken at Zaxby's in the heart of Dallas Bowl. Zaxby's, the place to be if you're a red state. Um, <laughs> I'm making myself laugh. So uh, now this is the reason I picked this one. Let alone that it's called Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. It's so stupid. Do you remember when they used to be called the Sugar Bowl? Rose Bowl, or as they called the Jets-Tennessee game last week, the Toilet Bowl. 
lived up to its name. Stupid Jets. Hate them. Did you hear about the uh, Woody Johnson favored a tweet that said fire Idzik was the general manager of the Jets? And everybody's saying fire Idzik. They have signs, they got banners, they got planes all over. And by accident, the owner of the Jets favorited somebody's text that says fire that dumbass manager. And he favored it by accident and he had to explain. And he's like, it was an accident. I don't know. <laughs> That's when you know things are really, the Jets just suck and it just gets worse and worse. And they're probably just going to get that Jameis Winston guy from Florida State. I mean, if they did, and he's a troublemaker off the field, it's just going to be another disaster. I really hope they get that kid from Oregon. But I'm taking um, – now, remember, this is – here's the weird thing. This is – it's at the Cotton Bowl. The, the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl is at the Cotton Bowl, but it's not the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl is actually played at Texas Stadium or AT&T Stadium where – with the, the Cowboys play. Now, how does that make sense? And why are you having the heart of Dallas Bowl at the Cotton Bowl? The Cotton Bowl is not at the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl is Michigan State versus Baylor. It's not the Cotton Bowl. When they call it the Cotton Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. Zaxby's the Cotton Bowl. No, it's not the Cotton Bowl, but I'm betting anyway. It's Illinois against Louisiana Tech. Who gives a shit? I'm taking Illinois plus 16. I don't know why. Who cares? putting 100 bucks on all this i get eight of them the next one the next hilarious one the quick lane bowl yeah you heard me the quick lane bowl what is that it takes place in detroit it's a the quick lane bowl tire and auto center buy up to four select tires get up to 140 dollars in mail rebates it's the quick lane bowl from detroit the funny thing about the Quick Lane Bowl is it has my team, Rutgers. So I took them plus 13 and a half. It's really not funny at all. Quick Lane Bowl. You know, what is that? What do you even come up with that name? Well, some of them used to be other bowls, which is even more pathetic. And we're going to get to that in a second with this next one. The Russell Athletic Bowl. It's the Russell Athletic Bowl, your team, your logo, here at Russell Athletics. Russell Athletics, when you're looking to... <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> Russell Athletic Bowl, it's so stupid. I mean, are you going around saying, oh my God, we made the Russell Athletic Bowl. Now that's played at the Florida Citrus Bowl, but you, but it's not the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, you heard me. It's it's played at the Citrus Bowl, but it's not the Citrus Bowl. What the hell is going on? It's the Russell Athletic Now, the Russell Athletic Bowl used to be called the Blockbuster Bowl. We all remember that one. That was a classic. Anyway, it's Oklahoma against Clemson. I'm taking Clemson plus 13.5 points. I'm taking Rutgers plus 13.5 too over North Carolina, but nervous. Rutgers isn't good. <laughs> Okay, now, now this next one is, you ready for this? This is called, I, I, and I don't know what they're doing. This one's called the Belk Bowl. The Belk Bowl. Do any of my listeners know what a Belk Bowl is? It's a department store. Welcome to the Belk Bowl. 20% off when you open a Belk Rewards card. Join us at the Belk Bowl at the Bank of America Stadium. Here in Charlotte, North Carolina, we got the 
Louisville against Georgia. It's going to be a hell of a game. The Belk Bowl. The Belk Bowl. December 30th. Live. It's a department store. and I don't know where it's located. Again, probably one of those, you know, red states places. But remember what it used to be called? No, why would you? It used to be called the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Now, anybody that knows about gambling or sports or, you know, whatever, uh, knows that uh, remembers the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. I remember the, oh, that was the, I was sitting there looking this up and I'm like, oh my God, that's right. That was the Meineke Car Care Bowl. That's how lame I am. I've been betting on this stuff for years. And I probably lost a lot of money on the Meineke Car Care Bowl. It's so embarrassing that I even remembered. Oh my God, that's what happened to the Meineke. Because I was like wondering, I wonder if Rutgers are playing the Meineke Car Care Bowl. I mean, this is just getting out of hand, right? So that, okay, that, oh, and that's a Bank of America Stadium because I thought there was a Bank of America Bowl, but there's not. I think that's where the Panthers play. The next one is the Chick-fil-A Bowl. I just, I did it because I love, I've always liked the Chick-fil-A. It's the Peach Bowl, but they've renamed it for years, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And um, I don't know, that I think that was like one of the, I feel like that was like one of the first ones that renamed one of the bowls, the Peach Bowl to one of the names Chick-fil-A home of the original chicken sandwich you're gonna like our kind of chicken it's Chick-fil-A we don't like fags or black people we're Chick-fil-A and we'll put it out there and you'll still like our chicken that guy hates homosexuals and he's completely the owner and he doesn't like uh, gay marriage or any of that stuff we're assuming he probably doesn't like black people either but the chicken is so good that a lot of gay people go in there to get chicken they can't it's not like here they can't protest it because that's how good the chicken is. How about that? That's like those guys when, um, what was it? They wouldn't, it, at the Masters in Augusta, they, something happened. I don't think it was Tiger Woods, but another black person maybe, maybe I got it wrong. They wouldn't let him, was it as easy as that? I can't remember. They wouldn't let him play or some, something happened. So the Masters, said, um, the, a lot of the commercial advertisers would not advertise in the Masters. And they said, you can all go fuck yourselves. We'll show the Masters without commercials. And God damn, that is badass. I mean, it might be wrong and it might be prejudiced, but that is badass. Screw you. We don't need your commercials. That's old school Southern money. You know, terrifying, but still badass. You had to respect it in a way, right? Now, here's the Capital One Bowl. No, 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 I'm sorry. This is incorrect. Now, in my bookie's place, they call it the Capital One Bowl, but it's not called that anymore. The Capital One Bowl moved to the Orange Bowl, which used to be the old FedEx Bowl. And now the Capital One Bowl is called the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. And this used to be, all this bowl used to be the Tangerine Bowl. Yet they're playing at the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. The Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. You're going to like our wings. So many sauces, so little times. Buffalo Wild Wings. Join us at our Buffalo Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, the Old Tangerine Bowl in Orlando, Florida, this January 1st, 2015. Can you believe it? We got the Minnesota Gophers, or the Missouri uh, blah, blah, blahs. I'm taking Minnesota in that one plus 15 points. That's the only one that makes me nervous for some reason, and yet it shouldn't because um, Minnesota's really good. 
or they were, and they've never lost except to TCU by 15 points. So what the hell? Buffalo Wild Wings, their wings stink. I know chicken wings really well. If you've been listening to my show, you know I talk about chicken wings all the time, where the best ones are. It's a place called Lansdowne Road right here, right now at least. It used to be the place called Entourage over across from the street from the comic strip. We used to go in there in the 90s. And those are the best wings. I went to school. I went to Ithaca College. So in the 80s, when wings were just getting going, I always feel like I bought them back here. And I came back. I'm like, where are the wings? And then they started going. We used to go to the ground round or whatever, get buffalo wings. But they were never as good as they were in Ithaca. But then this place called Scruffy Duffy's opened, and they were excellent wings, and Entourage had excellent wings. And then Scruffy Duffy's, like, burned down or something, and now this place lands down, wrote the same recipe. They are the most excellent buffalo wings. So Irene, who makes our pendulum picks, her husband owns this pizza place. I talk about it all the time. It's called Fiori's downtown on Bleecker Street. It's fantastic pizza. And he's so into it, too. I should have him as a guest, because the way he talks about the way he makes his sauce, he's, like, so into it. You got to love it. The sauce really is good. It's tangy. It's good, you know. But he's trying to make buffalo wings. So he went to Buffalo to check out the best wing. And he came back and he had a whole bunch of pictures. He's like, what do you think would be the best? I mean, I want to try them, but they don't travel well. And I took him to this place and he said they were the best wings he ever had. So I felt good because he was like me and he knows his wings. Buffalo wild wings, they're not good. Or they're not buffalo wings. You know, maybe some of their other wings are good, but they're not. The buffalo isn't the best I've ever had. I don't know who they think they are. Sponsoring the tangerine bowl. Jerk offs. But it gets better. You guys remember the cactus bowl? Well, that's happening. And uh, we're sponsored by Ticket City. Ticket City, free shipping, all tickets, all the time. Ticket City, hosting the Cactus Bowl this year at Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe. The Cactus Bowl, Washington University against Oklahoma State. It's going to be a barn burner. The um, Cactus Bowl used to be, are you ready for this? It used to be the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Yeah. Can you believe all this nonsense? Why would they switch? What are they doing? What's the point if Buffalo Wild Wings used to sponsor the Cactus Bowl, but now what what we'd really like to do is sponsor the Tangerine Bowl? What the hell is the matter with these people? Which used to be the old Copper Bowl, which I remember as a kid growing up. And then after that, it was the Insight Bowl. And the only reason I remember the Insight Bowl is because Rutgers went there in 2005. And I always follow where they go because they hadn't been to a lot of bowls. They were in that one. I think that's when Greg Schiano was doing it. I think that, yeah. I feel like that one was in Toronto, though. I don't know. But I remember it was like January 2nd. It was like the in-between bowl where they have, you know, the bowls in between what used to be the national championship. And, you know, it was such a disaster. It was embarrassing. Because Rutgers should have gone, like, so much a better place that year. And it was a bummer that they had to settle for the Insight Bowl. But I remember coming back on the turnpike and saying, good luck to Rutgers in the Insight Bowl. And I'd never seen that before in my life. Because Rutgers is, you know, was never anywhere. And the last one, the GoDaddy.com Bowl. Yeah. 
GoDaddy.com. Get all your website names here at GoDaddy.com. You're going to like our GoDaddy.com bowl. This time at Lad People Stadium, Mobile, Alabama, where everybody likes to play and live. Mobile, Alabama. The GoDaddy.com. You're going to like us. <laughs> Their old name used to be the GAMC Bowl, <laughs> which I remember. That's what's so weird. I sit there and I'm like, wait, I have no idea what the GoDaddy.com bowl is. And then I look it up. I'm like, oh, that's the old GAMC bowl. Oh, of course. Taking Arkansas State plus 14. I took Oklahoma State plus 15 and a half. That's the bowl lineup. I think that took me a half hour to go through, but it was, it was entertaining, right? I mean, these bowls, I don't know what they're doing. Let's talk about the NFL. No, let me tell you what the pendulum pick is this week. She picked the Vikings, which I like. And I actually made it my uh, key pick this week in my pool. Um, I like the Vikings this week. They're playing the Bears. She said, Irene likes the Bears, but the pendulum likes the Vikings. I'm going with the pendulum again. That was my favorite pick. I got to tell you, though, last week where I lost... I bet Kansas City instead of Pittsburgh, where I knew Pittsburgh was going to win. But I don't like Pittsburgh. So I didn't want them to win, so I picked Kansas City. Bad move. That's how you lose. I picked Johnny Manziel because I wanted him to win, even though I knew Carolina would probably win. But I bet Cleveland because I was like, oh, but I really want him to win. That's not how you win gambling. Ever. And I picked Arizona. So I lost three games because I knew Seattle was going to win. They were playing a third-screen quarterback. That makes me an idiot. So I would have had three extra games. I went, I don't know what I, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I would have gotten 10 and six. Which still wouldn't have won, but I really don't know what the point of my story was. This week for the uh, tease, I'm going, uh, this is, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going Jaguars. Yeah. That's right, plus nine and a half against Houston. You know, it's the last week of the season, so all the teams that, you know, don't care. Houston should still care because they have playoff implications, but Jacksonville keeps it close sometimes. I like the Chargers over Kansas City, and I like Kansas City. I don't really care for Phillip Rivers, but I'm betting with my head this time. And I like the New York Giants, who I don't like. I mean, I don't care for the Giants. I don't really want them to win, but I, I have no problem with them beating Mark Sanchez. So I made that my three-team parlay, 50 to win 300. And that's my plan for this week. I'm looking at the playoff picture. I, With my predictions of what I made in week 17, my playoff picture looks like this. I use that playoff generator, which is so much fun. Unfortunately, the first seed is New England in the AFC and the second seed, Denver. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, San Diego, Cincinnati. So if uh, Pittsburgh's playing San Diego, if San Diego wins this week, I think I would like San Diego as a little upset action. They always seem to upset that first round. I'd love to see them beat Pittsburgh. Fuck Pittsburgh. Fuck Ben Roethlisberger. I've been angry at them ever since that idiot Herm Edwards when he was the coach of the Jets and his piss-poor clock management, there's days where I think, I hope I run into that guy. I'm going to let him have it, which I'm sure I wouldn't if I was there, but I swear. 
his horrible clock, piss poor clock management, stupid coaching skills cost the Jets moving into the next round of the playoffs, possibly the AFC championship that year. I think it was Ben Roethlisberger's first year because he couldn't manage the clock. What a horrible coach. What a jerk off. Herm Edwards. He is a bag of crap. And then I get the Indianapolis and Cincinnati. I tell you, I really don't know. Indianapolis hasn't been playing too well. And you can't, I don't know. really don't know about that one. And I don't care. And in the NFC, if I have uh, Seattle as the first seed, Green Bay as the second seed, the way I picked this week, I guess Green Bay beating Detroit and Carolina beating Atlanta. Then I have Dallas playing Detroit. I think Dallas definitely wins that game. They finally get a playoff win. Because Detroit, they're all over the place. I don't know what they're doing. They win at home. They don't win on the road. And then Carolina versus Arizona. Oh, my God. Don't you see what happens there? Carolina, you know, with, with seven and eight, gets to move on. You know that's going to – I mean, how do you beat a – you can't beat a third-string quarterback? You suck. I liked Arizona. I really wanted them to do better. I was upset by all that. I guess let's um, move on to our, uh, you know, our second half of the show, which always involves this theme. The GoDaddy got tumbled. I had uh, some other things I think I wanted to talk about today. Let me see if I wrote them down. Well, you know what I think I'll do right now is um, I just want to do, (laughs) because, you know, who cares? And it's uh, Christmas Eve. I got nothing to do and nowhere to go. And I'm just looking at my stuff. Yeah, who cares? I'm going to read, I'm going to do the first scene from The Godfather because I just feel like doing it for really just no reason at all. Because why not, right? This is kind of great. I'm really having a good time doing this by myself. I feel bad because um, when I used to work with Jack, he was always like, you want to do this by yourself, don't you? I'm like, no, no, because it's good to bounce things off of people, but I wasn't sure if I could do it, but, you know, obviously I can't even let a guest talk, so why shouldn't I do it myself? Because, you know, I mean... I never let anybody else speak. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm not doing it really because I want to hear myself talk or that I think I'm fascinating. I'm I'm just doing it because I get excited. I guess when a guest brings up something, my problem is mostly that I have trouble remembering stuff. So if they touch on something that I remember, I'm like, oh my God, I got to say it and I got to say it now because I'll forget. What I should really do is have a pen and write it down. But then I thought it would be distracting to the guests and they would think that I weren't wasn't paying attention to them. This is the kind of stuff I need to learn if we're going to continue to do this. Don't you think? Oh, here's one of my favorite Christmas songs from Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Such a lovely sound. Make me a statical denominational or alpha. 
alphabetical, alphabetical ringle, a ringle when the jingle makes such Such a lovely sound! <laughs> yes. One of my favorites growing up as a kid. How about that? I had to play it. And we hear it once a year. I believe in America. America has made my fortune. I raised my daughter in the American fashion. I gave her freedom, but I taught her never to dishonor her family. She found a boyfriend, not an Italian. She went to the movies with him. She stayed out late. I didn't protest. Two months ago, he took her for a drive with another boyfriend. They made her drink whiskey. And then they tried to take advantage of her. <laughs> Sometimes I sound like an Indian guy. <laughs> she resisted. She kept her honor. So they beat her like an animal. When they went to the hospital, her nose was broken. Her jaw was shut held together by wire. She couldn't even weep because of the pain. But I wept. Why did I weep? She was the light of my life. Beautiful girl. She would never be beautiful again. Sorry. I went to the police like a good American. These two boys were brought to trial. The judge sentenced them to three years in prison. Suspended sentence. Suspended sentence. They went free that very day. I stood in the courtroom like a fool. And those two bastards, they smiled at me. Then I said to my wife, For justice, we must go to Don Corleone. Why did you go to the policeman? Why did you come to me first? What do you want from me? Tell me anything, but do what I beg you to do. What is that? <laughs> that I cannot do. I'll give you anything you ask. We've known each other many years, but... This is the first time you came to me for counsel, for help. I can't remember the last time you invited me to your house for a cup of coffee, even though my wife was godmother to your only child. But let's be frank here. You never wanted my friendship, and uh, you're afraid to be in my debt. I didn't want to get into trouble. I understand. You found paradise in America, had a good trade, made a good living. Police protected you, and there were courts of law. You need a friend like me. But uh, now you come to me, so talk later, give me, give me justice. But you don't ask with respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. Instead, you come into my house on the day my daughter's to be married, 
You asked me to do murder for money. I asked you for justice. That is not justice. Your daughter is still alive. Then they can suffer then as she suffers. How much shall I pay you? Bon sir, bon sir. What have I ever done to make treat me so disrespectfully? As you come to me in friendship, and this scum that ruined your daughter would be suffering this very day. And that by chance if an honest man such as yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. And then I would fear you. Be my friend. Godfather. Good. Good. Someday, when that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But uh, until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day. Grazie, Godfather. Brago. Uh, give this to... Uh, Clemenza, I want responsible people, people that aren't going to be carried away. I mean, we're not murderers, despite what this undertaker says. What, what, what is that? What is, <laughs> Should I continue? <laughs> well, he's not on the list, but Luca Brazzi wants to see you. Is it, uh, is, it, uh, is it unnecessary? Yeah, he didn't expect to be invited to the wedding, so he wanted to thank you. Uh. Don Corleone, I am honored and grateful you have invited me to your daughter. Michael, that man over there is talking to himself. On the wedding day, of it. he's a very scary guy. Who is he? What's his name? His name is Luca Brazzi, and he helps my father out sometimes. All right, let me skip over. When my brother Sonny was a kid, he found Tom Hagen in the street. He had no home, so my father took him in. He's been with us ever since. He's a good lawyer. Not a Sicilian, but uh, I think he's going to be consigliere. What's that? It's like a counselor, an advisor, very important to the family. Do you like your lasagna? That's the only part I wanted to get to. I've been doing, trying to do a comedy version of this a year for years, like a sitcom. So he'd be like, do you like your lasagna? Then he says, you know, here, I'll do the scene for you now. <laughs> he just keeps saying that. And he goes, um, let's see. Hold on a second. Well, when Johnny was first starting out, he was signed to this personal service contract with a big band leader. And as his career got better and better, he wanted to get out of it. Now, Johnny is my father's godson, and my father went to see this band leader, he offered him $10,000 to let Johnny go. But the band leader said no. So the next day, my father went to see him only this time with Luca Brazzi. And within an hour, he signed a release for a certified check for $1,000. How'd he do that? My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on that contract. It's a true story. It's my family, Kay. It's not me. Do you like your lasagna? You already asked me that. Yeah, no, but I'm... Just, do you like it or... 
it's my mother's recipe. I just want to know. I'll tell her that you liked it, and then, yeah, but that story you just told. I mean, are you guys in the mafia? I'm just asking if you like the lasagna. Do you like it or not? It's, just, it's a simple question. You just told me a story where your father was going to murder a guy so he can get a band leader at, at a thing. It's like, Jesus, you hear everything the way you want it. What's the matter with you? <laughs> That's the way. That was my plan. Anyway, let's move on. I do like that song. Hey, Paulie, more wine. Hey, you look great out there. What are you, a dance judge? Do your job. I can do that entire movie if you'd like. I'm going to go over the TV ratings now. Because now that's the portion of this portion of the show. That's the portion of the portion. Let's talk about the bowl games again. The Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. All right, let's take a look at the ratings today. Now, I remember last week I played... Um, Oh my God, it made me so angry. That was the, that was this. I, I toured all over the world. I went to Lithuania, Sweden, Switzerland. Michael Buble doing stand-up comedy. Australia, New Zealand, Wisconsin. And I'll tell you what, what I can tell you is that no matter where you go, no matter what language you speak, we're all united by the same thing. None of us are happy with the New York Jets. You son of a bitch. You son of... How dare you? You think Michael Buble is allowed to tell us, do Jets jokes? It's still making me angry. This is a week later. Michael Buble. <laughs> if I ever see that guy and Herb Edwards in the same room. Oh, boy. I'm going to let him have it. Oh, boy. I'll tell you. Oh, I'll tell you. you know. I'm going to let him have it. I'm going to teach him a piece of my mind. Oh, boy. Oh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, to the moon. I mix up the comedians, but I have the thing right. Bang, zoom. My, uh, there's a bunch of albums on the wall here, which makes this place really cool. I don't know. Um, I should probably put a picture up at DaveJustGotBlogspot.com. You'll see. I'll put one from uh, two weeks ago up. And they have a bunch of albums here. It's a great studio. I mean, an amazing studio. And they're going to make it better. They're putting in some cameras. And it's going to be really super fun. And uh, the Rodney Dangerfield one, which is my favorite comedy album of all time, keeps falling off. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means it's a bad sign or a good sign or that it's... I, what does that mean? I'm going to assume it's a bad sign because mostly everything I do is a bad sign. <laughs> now, let's check this out, though. This is the ratings for last week. Now, Sunday Night Football wins everything. And that's why NBC is up top, because if you look at the ratings, it's fascinating. NBC is number one by a mile because they get so much ratings. Last week, two weeks ago, when the Dallas Cowboys played Philadelphia on Sunday night, it got an 8.6 rating. And remember, I tell you this all the time, in comparison, The Voice, which is you know the other most popular show on NBC, got a 3.3. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's a huge difference, and that's why NBC keeps winning. The rest of the shows are on CBS, the rest of, like, the top 25. Um, ABC has, like, one. And this is a strange week because it's, like, Christmas. They're showing a lot of repeats, but CBS was very smart. They didn't show any repeats. Everyone else did. So CBS has one, two, three, four, five, six in a row from number 10 to number 15 
in the top, this is 18 to 49 ratings because they aired new episodes and no one else did. Brilliant. But the funny thing is last week's Sunday Night Football was Arizona Cardinals against Seattle and it was a mess. It wasn't a very popular game. Only got a 6.1, which is still good. But the week before, Dallas and Philadelphia, 8.6. So that's kind of interesting. And then CBS, I don't know how they didn't win the week. It's so weird. It's it's that 6.1 that just trumps everything. CBS had Saturday night games on CBS. They had the 49ers games, got a 3.9. Still pretty bad, but you know it really was helpful and you know just to having that was their thursday night game on a saturday night they kept calling it thursday night football but it was a saturday edition it's retarded but the voice was uh three and five last week and see ncis also cbs number six because they had a new episode survivor which was number 10 the big bang theory had a repeat and they were still number eight but then that show mom for some reason does well because they think it well it used to be on after the big bang theory i don't know what it's up against now i think two broke girls which did really well at number 11, 60 Minutes, Scorpion, NCIS, New Orleans, Two and a Half Men, Mike and Molly, Survivor Reunion, all CBS, all in a row. And then ABC, the first time they crack the top 25, Charlie Brown Christmas, a repeat of the Charlie Brown Christmas, not even the first time they aired it. I think they just went for it because it just still kicks ass from 1964 or whatever that is in the ratings, which is completely fascinating. And you know it's a slow week, MasterChef Junior, on Fox, first time Fox cracked at number 19. And that show, The McCarthy's, because they aired a new one, which is already canceled, cracked the top. But the funny thing, the reason I brought up that stupid Michael Bublé thing is because that didn't even crack the top 25 of 18 to 49. It cracked like the whole thing, but only 21. That's pretty bad. I, I For some reason, I thought somebody like him would be much more popular in the ratings, and he this is his fourth Christmas special. He had Barbara Streisand on. That's a pretty good deal. And Ariana Grande. So he completely ran the gamut of having, you know, a legend, the first legend, and this girl who is really on fire, who I've been a big fan of since Victorious because I always thought she was hot. I know that's... Well, she's old enough now, I can say that, right? I mean, she's, she's like 19 or 20 now. I mean, it's cool, right? She's sexy, but, you know, you hear all these stories about her being such a bitch it's kind of hot too what am i talking about really lost it but um yeah you know i like talking about the ratings let's see i got about six minutes left you know i wanted to the uh john stamos had a it's so funny with the networks and abc he had a straight to series pickup which means they were like yeah we love it it's going straight to series it was already canceled it didn't even i don't even know whether they filmed an episode it was canceled. It was called Members Only. I guess it's about jackets. <laughs> How are you? <clears throat> Next week, or in two weeks, when we come back, when it's 2015, and we talk playoff football, which is really exciting, and then we talk like the, you know, the winter lineup of the things. We're going to check our list and see what my predictions were, and I think most of them were pretty damn accurate about what was going to be canceled and how long and what was going to stay. I'm pretty sure I was right on about everything. Uh, and that'll be pretty cool. We talked about that. I just Sometimes I just cut articles out so they remind me. And sometimes I write stuff down, as you know. I like to carry papers. Oh, yeah, the other thing was that um, it was said that there's a guy, this guy Phil Mushnick in the uh, post, he hates 
everybody who's on television. My guess is because he's not. This is probably like the thing I have with Mulaney, and I just keep picking on Mulaney. I'm probably jealous. This Phil Mushnick is definitely jealous. He's mad at everybody. He picks on Mike Francesa so much, but this one is hilarious because he says, I have it right here, that uh, Saturday morning, those who missed it during Francesa's Friday show, the vigilante website Bob's Blitz carried the audio and video of Francesa's, <clears throat> sorry about that, dead serious calm that he had been contacted by the Pentagon for advice on how to improve Army football. The Pentagon called Mike Francesa, who's wrong about everything. I mean, he's always wrong in his football predictions. They wanted to, they ask him how to help Miami football. How is that going to help? You know who I call for that? Bill Parcells. I call, I, I call a coach that I respect, Jimmy Johnson. What are you calling Mike Francesa? Why is the Pentagon calling Mike Francesa? Well, that doesn't make a lick of sense. Am I right or am I right? I, I really want to do another scene from The Godfather, but I'm running out of time. But I even have the music. Check it out. Um. Here, let's go. I was sent by a friend of Johnny Fontaine's. His friend is my client who'd give his undying friendship to Mr. Waltz if Mr. Waltz would grant us a small favor. Waltz is listening. <laughs> give Johnny the part in that new war film you're starting next week. And uh, what favor would uh, your friend grant Mr. Waltz? Well, you're going to have some union problems, my Client could make them disappear. Also, one of your top stars has just moved from uh, marijuana to heroin. Hey, are you trying to muscle me? Absolutely not. Now, you listen to me, you smooth-talking son of a bitch. Let me lay it on the line for you and your boss, whoever he is. Johnny Fontaine will never get that movie. I don't care how many Dago, Guinea, Wop, Greaseball, Goombas come out of the woodwork. Actually, I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my Krautmick friend. I'm going to make so much trouble for you, you won't know what hit you. Mr. Waltz, I'm a lawyer. I have not threatened you. I know almost every big lawyer in New York. Who the hell are you? I have a special practice. I handle one client. Now you have my number. I'll wait for your call. Uh, by the way, I admire your pictures very much. Check them out. It's hard to get this music, too. Because uh, when you get it, it's called Manhattan Serenade. It's always played a different way, except from the movie. How's your drink, Tom? I'm not going to do it anymore. I just now I'm just doing it from. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to your drink, Tom. You know, there, I always talk about SCTV on the show, and I know I keep talking about my friend Memo, who we have on the show sometimes. He said, "Like, why do you keep talking about sitcoms from 30 years ago?" I'm like, "Well, what? That's what I do." That's the show. But SCTV did an amazing parody of The Godfather, and um, they actually had the guy from The Godfather who I was just doing that scene, and he's like, 
do you like horses? you like beauty, Tom? Do you like horses? And they just change. He goes, do you like talking zucchini, Tom? <laughs> no. Do you like talking horses? <laughs> and when they put the horse's head in his video, the horse starts talking. You better give Johnny the part in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh, no. That's the end of the show? I got to say, I... I know, by myself, I had a really good time. Did you? I hope you did today, because um, it was kind of fun doing it by myself. I had a lot to say and a lot to do. I hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed doing it for you. It's Christmas time, and it's New Year's. I really hope everybody has such a great holiday season, and I hope everybody has a great New Year's. I don't have any plans for New Year's again. I guess I'm kind of done with New Year's because, you know, I party every day of the week. <laughs> New Year's an amateur night for me. <laughs> you know how it is, Mr. Hyde. Anyway, thanks for a great show, and I will see you in two weeks in 2015 on the show we call The Spread with me, Dave Joskow. <laughs>